Welcome to Keeping It Real with your host, Meryl Poven and Veronica Brandon Miller. Hi, I'm Veronica. And I'm Meryl. And this is Keeping It Real in Real Estate. <laughs> so, last week was an awesome show. Laura really gave us some in depth information about, you know, mortgages. Everything is crazy. And, you know, one of the things she said, and I wanted to jump in, I totally forgot, but she said if people wait for the mortgage rates to go down, you're going to lose that house. And recently you had that situation. Yes. And one of the things Meryl always says, and now Veronica always says, is how will you feel if you lose this house? You want to talk about what you exactly. do? Exactly. I, I try to, I try to encourage, uh, well, in this situation, it would be for a buyer. I try to keep it very, very real so people can think very clearly before they make a decision. And one of the things I always ask my buyers is, will you be sad if somebody else gets this house? Because if we love it, the chances are somebody else loves it too. Mm -hmm. um, and if they answer yes, then it's just really, let, let's write a very strong offer. We don't have any wiggle room. The, the days of, of bidding wars and appraisal gaps and everything, oh. those days are over. Thankfully, those days are over. <laughs> they were crazy. They were crazy. But, you know, if you, if you really, really want something, then the day to play um, or and expect the selling agent to come back and, and engage you in a bidding war, um, that's just not the right way to, to write a winning offer. Right. And when you work with a realtor, the, the big thing is you're sitting down with us and what is your dream house? You got to tell us, what is your dream house? And check all those boxes and when we're looking or when you're looking for that house, we want to make sure everything is checked off. And in this situation, everything was checked off. That's exactly right. The, the house had been on the market actually for over a hundred days. You know, so you can easily adopt that philosophy. Well, you know what, I'm going to take a couple of days to think about it because it's been on the market for 131 days. But again, you know, it had just gone through a couple of cascading price drops. Um, it was not priced properly from the, from the get-go. But the minute it was priced properly, then there was a lot of showings and it became very competitive again. So um, I encouraged the buyers to do a full, a full ask um, and, a very, and very strong terms. And lo and behold, we, we got the house. Yeah, uh, but it wasn't easy because <laughs> you're saying it was on the market for over a hundred days. Yes. Let's say. Yes. And the day you're putting in an offer, another offer comes in. And you know, what it's weird like that it, it's weirdly enough, it's been happening a lot lately. I was mm -hmm. actually just talking to our broker the other day because this got this one got a little hairy and a little nerve wracking, and he was telling me that this he's seeing this happening a lot now. Um, that we have very light inventory and if you are paying attention to the real estate matters you will notice that there are price drops on a daily basis which just sort of refreshes everything takes a stale listing makes it uh, exciting again and just gets the the buying public looking at things again mm -hmm. so it's really not that uncommon so it's just you know the day you just can't wait if you love no. something you mm -hmm. just have to be very proactive and and get your agent to write your offer oh yeah and so I I'm this gentleman I'm working with he finds this gorgeous piece of property 72 days it's been there on the market um, and it's it's multi-million 
dollar property. I get a text back from the listing agent saying, we've had several inquiries. I'm like, do what, today? Because it's been on the market for 72 days. Why, 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 why? Yes. But um, you have to have that mindset. Forget about what's happening. What do you want? And how will you feel if you don't get that? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And I, I think the, the one other thing that I do to take that to the next level, because a lot of times people just don't understand real estate and they don't have to. That's our job to understand it and our job to make sure that you understand it through us. So with that being said, uh, something else I always say is, you know, just the general knowledge that once something closes in the market, we are able to see what it closed for. Mm -hmm. So often I say to people, because I've heard, I've had this conversation with buyers 30, 45 days after a transaction closes. So I'll say to them, you know, once, once a transaction closes, I can see what it's sold for. So let's just use the round number of 700,000, which is what this price, this house was listed at. Mm -hmm. If we would have written an offer for $680,000, which would normally be a very decent offer on a $700,000 home. However, it checked all of our boxes. We did not want to potentially lose this house. So I was not advocating necessarily for an under-ask uh, offer. But with that being said, if they would have dug in their heels and said 680 is all we want to offer, in 30 to 45 days, I would be able to see what that house closed for. And I don't want to ever again, because I've said it before, say to a buyer, hey, look, that $700,000 home sold for 690. To then have those buyers that were writing an offer of 680 um, have those buyers say, 690, shoot, we would have paid that. If you would pay that, then offer that from the get-go. Mm -hmm. Because it's a very hard nut to swallow when you're 30, 45 days out, you're still a little uh, disheveled about losing that offer, mm -hmm. and then you realize it closed for something you would have offered. Just offer it from the beginning. Right, because it, it's stress on you, it's stress on them. You know what you want, you find it, great. But there are certain times where um, they'll say, this is as high as I'm going. Mm -hmm. And it was a $4,000 difference from the other and the seller accepted the other because it was higher. Mm -hmm. So when you go back, because we've had this situation yes. for both of us, and you go back to that buyer, well, I would have gone up. No, 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 no. You told me this is your max. Yes. So. Even though you're working with a realtor and you know we're giving you advice, please follow our advice. We're in the market. We know the trends. We know what's happening, and we are here to serve you. Yes. So yes, and 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 had this last uh, this last buyer not listened to me um, and dug in at that 680 ask we would not have gotten this property and we would have been having this conversation 30 to 45 days from now mm. um, and they would have lost this property. Right. So I'm, I'm very, very grateful that they listened. Well, congratulations. Thanks. I love it. Now it's title time with Cynthia Rydell from Rydell Law Group. Buyers and sellers should be aware of wire fraud. Currently in our real estate industry, Wire fraud is rampant, and it's something that buyers and sellers should be fully educated to protect against. Often in your closing, buyers are going to be required to wire transfer proceeds in order to complete the purchase, and sellers oftentimes re request that a wire transfer of their net proceeds after closing be sent to them. These wire instructions that buyers may receive or sellers may send need to be 
double, triple, or quadruple verified if possible. It's very important that buyers and sellers communicate directly with their closing agent and verify any kind of wire transfer information received via email. Don't trust it, verify it. Now it's time for Mortgage Minute with Laura Hanzelka from Guaranteed Rate Affinity. Hi, it's Laura Hanzelka with Guaranteed Rate Affinity and I'm here with your Mortgage Minute. So today we're going to talk about the common challenges that prevent buyers from being able to qualify for financing. So the first one, probably the most common one, is they don't qualify because of debt to income ratio. Basically, that means they don't make enough money to make the payment. But you know what? A lot of times somebody does make enough money, it just doesn't show on paper. And so we have a lot of solutions for that. Um, one is called a bank statement loan, and that's typically for your self-employed buyer. Another one would be adding a co-borrower to the loan. People don't realize that you can do that. And, and then uh, another one is when the buyer, maybe they're retired, but they have significant assets. We can actually create income from the assets without having to liquidate anything. So as you can see, there may be challenges, but we have solutions. Now it's time for Safety Second with Cindy Winning with Premier Home Watch. Hi, this is Cindy Winning with Premier Home Watch. One of the things I want to talk to you about today in this quick 60 seconds is when I speak to clients about our services, they say, oh, that's terrific, but John across the street looks into my house. John is what we refer to as a neighbor doing favors. That is not your best, because if that neighbor happens to forget for a week or two or three or more and something happens, your insurance claims are denied. It's that simple. When you hire a professional that has gone through all the certification, such as our organization has done, we're giving you a thorough write-up, a thorough write-up and inspection of the interior and exterior of your home. So if something were to occur, and let's face it, you can, I can check that home today and something can happen tomorrow, but we're gonna catch it before damage becomes disaster and your claim is covered. Now back with Meryl and Veronica. Thank you for sharing your um, day with us. Have a beautiful day.